Joe Biden is really having a bad week again. It's looking like his build back better isn't building anything back better. Chicago's proving that their government likes to embrace anarchy. And some guys some guy wins sportswoman of the year. This is Gene and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Happy Friday. So Josie, I want to congratulate her. That's my fiance. In case you haven't listened to this before, uh, jo- Josie got into her first ever car accident, and it was probably the best accident you could ever go through. Now, not that it was great in that she got hit by a ten-wheel truck, but the fact that it was all while she was stopped, the truck was barely moving. And it destroyed her car. That's that's bad. But nobody was hurt. Um, the insurance is taking care of it, and the company will probably pay up, pay her off, and get her car fixed next week sometime. But boy, did it leave some marks. There's no question. So she freaked out. She came over. She decided not to go to work. And of course, I don't blame her. It took her about an hour and a half to get the insurance done. And then she was all pumped up. She was all freaked out. And she said, oh, I'm going to have dreams about this. I said, listen, this isn't a real accident. This is kind of, you got hit. I mean, the car wasn't even moving when it hit her. Basically, the guy tried to change lanes, never saw her, and ran into her. I mean, I was actually, I was in the car at the time. I was really angry at the time. Then I got over there. I saw this poor guy, and he looked freaked out. He didn't know what was going on. So I was kind of, okay, I'm not going to give this guy a whole load of a whole load of garbage i'm just gonna you know whatever it is and they traded information of course nothing happened to the truck truck was absolutely fine uh and everyone is fine so she came over she contacted the insurance company she had a cigarette or seven to calm down a little bit and then 15 minutes later after 15 minutes after the phone call with the insurance company she laid in my bed and passed out I don't know why I just got so tired. Honey, you just got all the adrenaline you had from this accident just crashed you out. That happens. So congratulations to Josie on your first car accident. Congratulations that your first car accident wasn't your fault. I wish I could say that. I cannot. My first car accident, my first couple of car accidents were my fault. And they were far worse than that. Trust me, I was such an idiot when I was driving back then but now she's had an experience and I was there sharing her experience and you can tell that I had been in a car accident before and she had not because as this truck is actually hitting her I tell her would you honk your horn and she I don't understand what's happening and I I had to actually reach over because she was driving I had to reach over and actually blast the horn so the guy would stop (laughs) moving into her car um, that saved her car, by the way, because it's still drivable. It's got a huge, I mean, a gash it looks like the Titanic after hitting that, uh, hitting that iceberg. It's got a huge gash in the door, but she made it. She lived and hopefully she's better for it. So good for her. Well, I, there's been a ton of news I- yesterday and today. So let's go over the latest news. Um, Joe Biden decided to celebrate his jobs report that came out this morning uh, from September, and he held a speech today. 
Now, I could sit back and try and analyze this speech, but I don't see a point. Uh, News junkies came out with pretty much exactly what I thought he would say. Here it is. Hello, folks. Good afternoon, everyone. Today, for the first time since March of 2020, the American unemployment rate is below 5%. Jobs up, wages up, unemployment down. Thank you very much. Yep, that was pretty much it. Nothing, nothing much. I'll give you the highlights of the speech. His speech was about 14 minutes long. He celebrated that the unemployment went down to 4.8%. I mean, that's good, sort of, but we're going to look at that a little bit more detail. Um, He said that salaries were up, but never mind that uh, he never mentioned anything that stated that inflation was actually still way ahead of the growing salaries. And by the way, that the growing salaries were because people couldn't actually get uh, people into their businesses to work. So companies like McDonald's are now paying people $15 an hour, plus giving them a $500 bonus to actually come to work for them. So it basically is artificially growing salaries, but they still aren't catching up with uh, inflation. Uh, He talked about how well he's doing with COVID. Well, the reality is he's not doing that great with COVID, and it's mostly because of his messaging. As a matter of fact, uh, just last week, I think it was last week, he actually passed Donald Trump in in COVID deaths for 2021 than what Trump had for the entire year of 2020. So, yeah, that's not really a thing anymore. I mean, even CNN took down their death counts Chiron really kind of creepy just real ominous thing they they actually keep up there like they're cheering on people dying well they took that down now because it's their boy that's actually killing everybody now he compared the economy to last year uh during the pandemic but not comparing it to before the pandemic you gotta remember Trump had this economy at under 3.5 percent unemployment and then the economy hit and then it popped up to 20 percent but he didn't talk about that he only talked about what a crappy job again blaming trump indirectly basically saying that oh look what he inherited again and he's getting better and blah blah it's not getting better um he tried selling his spending bills so he sat back talked about the infrastructure bill talked about the reconciliation bill or build back better bill whatever he's calling it this week he talked about spending money and the child tax credit which is going to break the economy right there and then he turned around took no questions and walked right out so even though old joe seems to think that hey this was a fantastic jobs report the folks at cnbc and cnn didn't quite agree with old joe after the uh when they actually received the job reports for september listen Things are coming down pretty rapidly. We just have this wow. jobs report. Steve, what do you see? 194. 
Whoa. I see 194,000. That is real low. On Off the Presses, a brand new jobs report, a look at the state of the economy. Chief business correspondent Christine Romans with the new details. What does it say? All right, let me just run through the top line numbers for you here, John, because it's a real brain teaser. 194,000 net new jobs added, way less, way less than anybody expected, and less than last month and the worst of the year. Well, here's the kicker for CNN. Um, it's not a real... It's not a real surprise. It is not uh, a shocker or a bra- no. I'm sorry, not a not a brain teaser. When you people pay people to stay home, um, they're going to stay home. And contrary to what old Joe says that the unemployment rate is down four point eight, that's great, but that doesn't solve anything. It's the number of jobs that are out there that still haven't been fulfilled. We still have not fulfilled any. Uh, we've not filled the need for truckers. That hasn't been done. Supply lines have not been reopened. I mean, my God, I went. I I, I ordered a pizza online from Domino's, and they called me and said they couldn't fulfill my order for a freaking pizza because they didn't have enough people. Subway did the same thing to me last week. This is awful. So let's 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 talk about what who's right here, okay? And by the way, you could say the Economist from uh, news outlets CNBC and CNN probably are right here because they are all in on Biden and they're beginning to realize, oh Lord. By the way, CNN has got something else that's really on their mind right now. We're going to talk about that in a second. So the economy added one hundred ninety-four thousand jobs. Uh, it was predicted to be 500,000 jobs. Now, notice the speculators keep dropping their predictions. In February, they were talking about 900,000 jobs. Then it dropped to 800,000 jobs. Then it dropped to 700,000 jobs. And now it's at 500,000 jobs. The only months that Biden has actually hit his mark was in June and uh, was in June and in July. Those are the only times. Last month was horrid for him. He was at two hundred and thirty-four thousand jobs. Okay, now here's the kicker. Uh, we'll, we'll adjust that now. In all, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta be truthful here. The jobs did gain in August. Uh, it was adjusted. It went from two hundred and thirty-five thousand jobs to. Um, 366,000 jobs. So it did, they did go, it did adjust up. So you combine that with the 194,000 jobs. That's why the unemployment actually dropped. Um, the unemployment dropped to 4.8%. That's a good thing. I, I don't think you can ever say that's a bad thing. The kicker is it was, again, less than it was less than 3.5% under Trump before the pandemic. The pandemic hit, and then the government artificially stopped the economy. The kick is there should be millions of people taking jobs. It should be a million jobs a month. So it is not going down fast enough. It should be going down a lot, a lot faster. Salaries are up again, but artificially. Businesses have to pay more to lure people in to work. And that's a huge problem. We're talking companies who don't have to pay $15 an hour, like McDonald's or Subway or Domino's. 
they are now paying $15 an hour. So that's good in that salaries are going up. What's bad is that eventually salaries are going to go back down because when people start to lose their money, when people start spending all the money they're getting, that job, the, you're not going to be earning $15 an hour anymore. It's going to go back to minimum wage or around minimum wage. So at that point, is he going to tell us, well, salaries are dropping? I don't know. I kind of doubt it. But that is the whole deal here, is that, yes, it's because employers are desperate for workers and they'll pay anything to get them. Um, the bad news is we still have 10 million available jobs. We can't fill the jobs. And the unemployment rate, which is kind of scary, the unemployment uh, number of unemployment benefits, people signing up for unemployment, actually went up last week. That's not a good thing. Because what this tells us is one of two things. One, uh, people are getting fired or businesses are closing. Or two, people are getting jobs just so they can say they attempted to get a job and then they're moving on so that they can continue getting benefits. Now, one of the things that Biden really pushed in this whole thing is he pushed, one, the child tax credit which basically means anybody with kids under 17, with kids under 7, get $300 a month, and kids under 17 get $250 a month. So Josie, who has a, well, Josie has two kids under 17. She gets, um, under 18, excuse me, she gets $500 a month. But with the family I live with, they have three kids under, under they have two kids under 7, and one kid under 17, so they're getting 500, what's that, $750 a month? This is the problem. This crap has to stop. Stop paying people. At $1,750 a month, how, he, my buddy even told me, I'm making more by not doing anything then I, my kids are making more for me than I am working. Because he he is not a minimum wage. He's actually a professional. But I, it's $1,750 a month? That's insane. And this is one of the reasons why you still have 10 million available jobs on the market. What Joe is trying to push is, and, and, and then he sits there and he talks about the Build Back Better, the infrastructure program. This is what Joe is trying to push. He's not trying to push that. He's not trying to say, listen, I'm doing a crappy job. Give me another chance. That's not what he's saying. What he's saying here is you need to give him more power, give him more of your money, so that he can keep pushing these effed up programs that will eventually fix the economy. Of course, if you have a if you have a half a brain, you know none of this fixes the economy. This is just going to lead to more inflation. But that's what he wants. This proves he needs more power. He needs more ability to push some of his crappy plans. Now, okay, a few minutes ago I I told you that CNN is basically crapping their diapers right now. Well, it's because Biden's poll numbers are dropping like a rock. They're dropping insane amounts. His poll numbers right now are worse than Trump's poll numbers at the worst point of his presidency.
Now, one thing that uh, pundits say is that Biden doesn't have a basement and he doesn't have a ceiling, whereas Trump did. Trump would never get under 40%, 41% approval, uh, approval ratings. But he'd never get over 50% approval ratings either. He had a basement and he had a ceiling. Biden doesn't have that. Biden has already had a 70% approval rating when he first became president. Trump's approval rating never got over 50% in his entire presidency. That's not true. It never got over 52% in his entire presidency. And that includes after he was elected. But Trump's never went before 40, underneath 40%. And I believe actually closer is 41, 42%. Biden's has already blown that out and it's probably going lower. His poll numbers are at least a 38% approval rating. Now, there are some places that have them at about 40, 41. So you got to take it, but it doesn't change anything that most said he was around 42% last month. One group says, and this is CNN, he has dropped 4% in less than a month. 80% of Democrats approve. Now that's high, but when he was elected, it was over 90 I think it was literally 92 to 95 percent of Democrats approved of the job he was doing back in uh, February and March. Now he's down to 80 percent. And this is the killer. And this is where CNN, New York Times, The Washington Post, MSNBC, CBS, Reuters, USA Today, AP. This is where they're all panicking, panicking. He has 32% of the independent vote. 32% of independents actually approve. That's a big deal because that's way down. It was independents that voted for Biden because they didn't like Trump that got Biden into the presidency. He had like 60% votes as 60% independents voted for him. Now, only 32% approve of the job he's doing. This is going to look really weird in 2022. This has got to scare the living crap out of Democrats right now. And we're going to get a, a measure of this because the Virginia gubernatorial vote is coming in, in uh, about two weeks. Now, understand something. I don't even know who's running. I know McAuliffe is running for the Democrats. And I don't know who the Republican is. The Republican running for the Virginia governorship is terrible. He is, he's a very moderate Republican. He's not a conservative. He's, he's a moderate conservative. He's not a libertarian or anything. But he's really not that great. And I'll tell you what, this, Virginia is supposed to be blue. It's looking purplish right now because McAuliffe, though is ahead, is only ahead by a couple of points. He's not beating the crap out of out of this character he's running against. And like I said, this character he's running against, not a very good candidate. It's going to be really interesting to see what happens uh, in two weeks. Because if this is a close race, and, and Virginia's been blue for a very long time, 
that can be very scary for the Bidens and the Democrats for 2022. Okay. So the other thing is um, Google's at it again. They are pushing the censorship crap. According to Fox Business, quote, the ban, the censorship ban, applies to, quote, content that contradicts the well-established scientific consensus around the existence and causes of climate change. Okay, right off the bat, I'm going to say something here. BS. So we'll get to, because there is no science for climate change. We'll get, we'll get to that in just a second. And I've talked about this more than once. I think climate change is bunk. And it's definitely not science. Google, the world's largest digital ad company, by revenue, said in a blog post Thursday, it also applies to content denying that human activity or greenhouse gas emissions contribute to climate change. Okay, so I have only two real thoughts that actually go have to go a bit deeper. First off, climate science is not a science. It's not a science. There's no, that's not a science. Science is a process. The science that is run by something called the scientific method, which basically you come up with a hypothesis, you observe something, you come up with a hypothesis, then you test your hypothesis, then you look at the results of the test of the hypothesis, then you uh, create, then you come up with a you come up with a um, a theory. And then you publish your results, and then you do the same thing over and over and over again. You can't do that with climate science. You can't. You can't do that with climate change. I'm sorry, because it's not climate science. Climate change is a guess. Well, in 10 years, and we've been talking about climate change being a guess for a very long time. I mean, back in the 70s, we had the same thing. We're going to die in 10 years because of global um, climate warming, global warming, or cooling, excuse me. In the 70s, it was global cooling. In the 80s, it became global warm, warming. In the uh, And they told us we had 10 years. In 2001, they had 10 years because of that stupid movie that uh, Al Gore released, um, The Inconvenient Truth. And we were supposed to be all dead in 2011. Then they said the same thing, except they did, in 2011, 2012, they said the same thing, but they decided to change it to climate change. Do you know why they changed it to climate change? Because the climate wasn't getting warmer, which is what they expected. Between 2008 and 2014, the climate actually cooled. It didn't get warmer, but it did change. So they want the climate change. And then, of course, then you got AOC and and the, the, the Prince of England, whatever his name is, Charles sitting back and saying we're going to be dead in another 10 years. When are we going to sit there and learn? And I've heard people argue this with me. I said, I've been hearing we're going to die in 10 years for the last 50 years. I kid you not, I heard this when I was in, when I was in my, uh, when I was a kid in the 70s. I've heard this crap. It's not happening. It could happen, but the solutions we need to go through are going to be a little different. The, we only have about, and, and, and the reality is we can't make even a good hypothesis with the data we have. We only have been keeping track of the climate for about a, since about 1850, which would give us 170 years of climate data. So, wait a minute. Um, how are you going to figure out what's going to happen in the next 100 years if you only have 150 years of data? And by the way, didn't we have, uh, didn't we have, 
ice ages and warm times? Did we have climate change back when the dinosaurs were around? The answer is yes, we have. So <laughs> that's the whole thing. Nothing explains anything. This is not a science. And by the way, how, how are there climate, quote, scientists, when we have meteorologists who study the weather right now, and can only be accurate from a, to about five days. And they admit this. Meteorologists admit they're only active for about five days. After five days, they usually have to readjust. But climate scientists know something from 10, 20, 30, 100 years from now? All their science for climatologists are based on computer models. These can't be tested. That's not a science. I'm sorry. Do I think human beings do I think human beings are affecting the, the climate? Yes, I do. I, I, I cannot believe that seven billion people on Earth do not have some effect on science on the climate. The question is how much of an effect we have? Well we have no studies that tell us that. We have nothing but models that tell us that. Here's a question for you. Wouldn't it be better if we just cut our emissions by innovation and technology? that is created by the public private sector then trying to force people to do things by regulation that will actually bring us back into the 19th century i mean we're already we have electric cars they're getting better and better and better i think we all can agree burning oil is not a good thing i don't think it's a good thing not only because i think it's bad for the the climate but also because i think oil is a very valuable resource I really don't think we can get rid should get rid of it by burning it. Other question, isn't climate something that is ever changing? Like I said, we've had cold times, ice ages, and we've had hot times, tropical climates throughout world history and we know this. Are we really thinking we're going to prevent the climate from changing? Because we don't, quote, allow it, end quote, to change or to raise temperature by 1.5 degrees? How arrogant is man to think he can do that? That I can change the weather? Yeah, good luck with that. And, you know, here's the other thing. Maybe instead of trying to prevent the change, we develop technologies and put in ideas that help us deal with the change. Okay, let's just say it does get 1.5 degrees higher, hotter, and the, the, the ice caps actually do begin to melt and the seas rise. Wouldn't it be better to build things like dams, build things like water suppression, move, than it would be to try and prevent any of this from happening, which there's a very good chance we can't? I don't know. Maybe we should spend some money into space travel. So we can find other areas of space or other resources in space. Or here's something really crazy. Move up there. No, it's regulation, regulation, because the Democrats don't care about that. They're worried about killing the capitalist, capitalist economy. They don't care about the climate. The climate is all BS. And how do we know that? India? No one's bitching at India. You don't see Greta Thunberg running to India or China, who is the leading polluter in the world. Why isn't Greta Thunberg going to China and bitching at President Xi? 
She's not because China will just tell her to screw off. And because the real reason this is a thing is because of capitalism. The socialist left wants to eliminate capitalism. And climate change has become their go-to. Okay, I'm going to go long today because... I got to tell you something, there's just so much news out there, and I didn't think that the first three stories, which happened as of early as last, as, as early as last night, I was going to spend so much time on, but I, I can't skip this, because Chicago is a mess, I was born in Chicago, lived there for about 15 years, I love Chicago, I have family in Chicago. But right now, they're setting records for murders and shootings this year. That's a real accomplishment. Since the record was broken last year, and the record for murders and shootings was broken the year before. So they're doing, Chicago's doing absolutely awesome. There was a shooting involving five gang members from two different factions of the Four Corner Hustler gangs. One person ended up dead, two were injured. The police, okay, let me, let me, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure this did happen. Um, there was a video of the shooting. So five guys, they were all shooting at each other. The police were there. The police arrested all five gang members. One of them died, by the way. So two were injured, one was dead. And the police had enough evidence to charge all these guys all these guys with basically assault and one guy with first degree murder. This was a thing. And they probably, honestly, would have gotten extra time because they were committing felonies while in representation of a gang. So that is a thing. That is a law. The absolutely terrible prosecutor of Chicago, Kim Fox, from Jesse Smollett fame, she let Jesse Smollett go, said there was not enough evidence. And I mean, I guess the cops being there and arresting these people and there being video footage of it wasn't enough reason to prosecute these gang members. She said that the re reason she couldn't prosecute the gang members is because they were considered mutual combatants. They weren't shooting at innocent people. Not that innocent people could have gotten shot. And that, by the way, it doesn't matter if they're mutual combatants. They're shooting at each other. One person is dead. There would be no charges. No charges were filed. And all these gang members were released on their own recognizance. They're done. They're finished. The more miserable mayor of Chicago, Lori Lightfoot, is actually angry over the decision, which really shocks me because she is one of these critical race theory bums that just thinks that blacks can commit no crime. She said, quote, if they do not like the criminal justice system is going to hold them accountable, we're going to see a level, if they do not feel like the criminal justice system is going to hold them accountable, we're going to see a level of brazenness that will send the city into chaos. And we cannot let that happen. You know what? This is why she's a crappy mayor. She's been letting it happen since she became mayor two years ago. Shootings have gone up under her. 
Murder has gone up under her. And I'm not saying gun violence. I'm saying murder has gone up under her. They average about five deaths a weekend. And they average 40 to 70 shootings a weekend. God forbid, if it's a holiday, you're going to get more shootings. Anyway, continuing with uh, Lori Lightfoot's uh, statement. It's complicated for sure. But we really urge the state's attorney herself to get personally involved. Look at the evidence. And I believe that there are charges that can be brought at a minimum against the individuals who initiated the gunfire. We can't live in a world where there's no accountability. Okay, uh, let's, let's ignore the hypocrisy of her saying there can't be no accountability. There's a very important part of this. She wants to get the state's attorney involved? Well, why? You are the mayor. Kim Fox is your employee. Why can't you discuss things with Kim Fox and get her to get her crap together? This woman is a... By the way, Kim Fox, and I'm going completely off script here, but Kim Fox is a CRT person. She's a BLM activist activist. She believes in critical race theory. She thinks that white people are all racist. The, she thinks the justice system is a part of the uh, systemic uh, example of the systemic racism that is our country. Not that she's actually part of the system and she must be a racist. She believes black people cannot be racist because they do not have, quote, the power, end quote, though it seems like they're getting more power as it is. They're getting more power as things go because now they're not even getting convicted for murder. And so it shows a real lack of leadership on Lightfoot's. And by the way, she's got nothing but a lack of leadership. And then finally, um, yes, a minimum charges can be brought to these people. It happens all the time. Get them for carrying a gun. I guarantee you none of these guys were legally able to carry a gun. You can bring minimum charges until you do get evidence. It happens all the bloody time. But Kim Fox doesn't want to do that. As a matter of fact, Kim Fox yelled at Lori Lightfoot, saying that Lori Lightfoot is trying to politicize this whole thing. This is what she said, quote, The mayor, as a former prosecutor, knows the ethical obligations of the prosecutor, which is to only bring forth charges where there is evidence and law to support it. Last I heard, law says it's illegal. Videos shows the shooters and the cops were there. I don't know what more evidence you need. I mean, my understanding is the cops actually had the guns. Continuing, I don't play politics. That's all she does. She is a politician. We do prosecutions. She has the lowest prosecution rate of any DA in Chicago history. And it's a it's why we do our best not to engage in public conversations about cases because we recognize the tragic and horrific that as tragic and horrific as these incidents are that if we want to see criminal justice and accountability we do that in the courtroom. That's amazing cuz she doesn't take any of these people to the courtroom. She never took Jesse Smollett to the courtroom. She is now not going to take five gang members to the courtroom? 
Let take them to the courtroom. Put on a put on it's it's like that movie A Few Good Men. Let them be judged. It isn't up to her to make the judgment, and that's exactly what's happening. So here, here's the whole thing. Lori Lightfoot, again showing more leadership, has asked the federal government for help in her crime problem in Chicago because she doesn't want to take any of the blame when the federal government comes in and starts freaking stopping law, start arresting the people who are actually committing uh, crimes. And yes, a uh, majority of the gangs in Chicago are black. There are smaller Puerto Rican gangs in Chicago, but a majority of those gangs are black. And that would mean you'd have to arrest, arrest black gang members. And she knows the backlash that would come if she did that. Now, here's the question. Is it any wonder that a CDC report... This is happening in all blue, blue cities. This is happening in Atlanta. It's happening in Washington, D.C. It's happening in Los Angeles. It's happening in San Francisco. It's happening in Boston. It's happening in New York. I forgot about New York. It's happening in Minneapolis. It's happening in all these blue cities. You're not seeing this as a bigger problem in red cities. Like Texas, Austin. Austin is a blue city. They're having a crime problem. They're having a murder problem in Austin. But it's a blue city in Texas. I know it's amazing there's a blue city in Texas. But there is. You're not having these problems in red cities or even red states. This is not a thing that's happening there. Is it a wonder that the CDC, who released a report last week, said that homicide is at its highest point in 100 years? That we haven't seen murder rates this high since 1904 and 1905? That we did see crime during the 1930s raised, but that was because we were in a depression? Yeah, there is no accountability. Chicago, including Lori Lightfoot, has embraced chaos, and she's done absolutely nothing about it. So, good for you. When I move to Boise, Idaho, or wherever I'm going to go, and I don't have to deal with this crap, I'm going to be happy as a, a lamb. Of course, I'll also be carrying a gun, but that's another story altogether. Okay, Sportswoman of the Year, I guess. Tra uh, the transgender female weightlifter, which means she's a man, or he's a man, who says he's a woman. Laurel Hubbard, the same one who tanked, who was allowed to compete in a weightlifting competition for New Zealand in the Olympics, um, has been named Sportswoman of the Year by the New Zealand University of Otago. Why? I, I have no idea. He got his ass kicked in the Olympics. He's obviously isn't, and that tells me he's obviously not a great weightlifter. And by the way, he's not a great lift, weightlifter. This guy became a woman at 35 years of age. He's now 42. So he's been a woman for seven years. And he shouldn't win Sportswoman of the Year because he's a man. In this statement, the university said this, quote, 
We acknowledge that gender identity in sport is highly sensitive and complex is a highly sensitive and complex issue requiring a balance between human rights and fairness on the field of play. The New Zealand team is committed to supporting all eligible New Zealand athletes at the Olympic Games, ensuring their mental and physical well-being as they compete on the world stage. Now, let's understand New Zealand. I guess this kind of makes sense. This Hubbard guy was going to be the only way they were going to win a weightlifting gold or a medal. And, of course, he finished like third to last or something. Hubbard said, this is what Laurel Hubbard said. He said, it is not possible for athletes to complete at, to compete at the Olympic level without the encouragement and aroha of friends, family, and supporters. This award belongs to everyone who has been part of my Olympic journey. So not only does he not see, he, not see a problem with what he did, he thinks it's been a great thing and he deserves this award. By the way, Mahori, Ahori or whatever, Ahora, means compassion and love. I didn't know what it meant either. I had to look it up. Here's the problem. He may have some problems um, actually competing in the next Olympics because there are now new scientific studies from the United Kingdom's Sports Council's Equality Group That report stated, and this is something that the IOC is just not, the International Olympic Committee can't ignore, even though the International Olympic Committee is doing all it can to find some sort of science that proves that a man can become a woman without any of the advantages of still being a man. They're still trying to figure all that out. Okay. Here's what the (coughs) UK Sports Council's Equality Group stated. Quote, current research indicates that testosterone suppression does not negate this physical advantage over females, so cannot guarantee competitive fairness and or safety. They also added, there appears to be retention of physical capacity in transgender people who suppress testosterone from male levels. Such physical differences will also impact on safety parameters in sports, which are combat, collision, and contact in nature. Well, duh. Men have bigger bones, thicker bones, more muscle mass. We're taller. We weigh more. Yeah, I I would think that this is not a, a big controversial statement. Continuing, sports governing bodies may choose to offer sport in which the female category is protected for reasons of competitive fairness and or safety if they are gender affected. These these sports would offer both female category and an open category. Female entries would be required to declare themselves as recorded female at birth. An open category would be available for any other competitors to enter. Okay, so what's this going to do? It's going to crap out sports. So now we've got a men's division. What they're basically suggesting is that we have a men's division, a women's division, and a transgender division. Okay, fine. But here's the deal. Why Why didn't the transgender woman compete as a man? Because they couldn't handle it. They couldn't compete with the men. That's what Fallon Fox did. That's what Laurel Hubbard did. 
Fallon Fox was the MMA guy who broke a woman's freaking skull, but couldn't compete in the men's divisions because he got his crap kicked. So what you're looking at is, hey, let's stay woke and just create a transgender, which will end up being minor league division for all these things. And I think that's what's going to end up happening. You're going to have a bunch of guys with long nails and lipstick and makeup sitting back and competing not quite as good as men, any of the men, not not quite as good, not as good at all as the men, and maybe just a little better, but not quite as good as the, as the women in some cases, Laurel Hubbard's case. And we can say Fallon Fox's case too, because let, let's not forget something. Fallon Fox was like 16 and four. She lost, she, he lost to women. So women actually did beat him up. So you're going to have this division that's going to be in between the two. And uh, guess what? No one's going to watch it because it's going to be boring. It's not going to be competitive. Women aren't going to watch it because they're not. They're going to want to see what they could do ver- versus other women and the toughness of women and, and the accomplishments of women. And men aren't going to watch it because it's just a cheesy version of the men's division. It's like watching a minor league baseball game against the Major League Baseball game. They're not going to watch it. So, I this whole thing is a waste of time. It's stupid. But stupidity and wasting time is what the woke do. All right. I hope you guys have a great weekend. That's it for the show. Uh, I hope you, you enjoyed it. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbass of Talking Politics.